0: Hi, I'm Melissa and welcome to the Mummy Warriors podcast where we can normalize the conversation of motherhood and delve into issues that are quite often swept under the rug. Join me every single Tuesday for a brand new episode with a brand new topic. This is a mummy's club you want to be a part of. Hi, and welcome back to the Mummy Warriors Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa, and today I am joined by Ashley Beard, who is a mom of two and is the winner of Miss Texas America 2021. Ashley, welcome to the Mummy Warriors Podcast. Hello, thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being here. Now, I want to start off with you telling our listeners a little bit about yourself and who you are.
1: Okay, so my name is Ashley Beard. I currently have won Miss Texas America 2021. So I am your current reigning Mrs. Texas. Uh, I'm originally from California. I got to Texas as fast as I could. I had played soccer at Baylor University where I was a double major, double minor. And from there, I met my husband who played football at Baylor. We have two kids together, Jet and Jael. Their ages are eight and six. And we own Halo Athletic Center. It is a gym in Waco, Texas. And um, that is our passion project. And we also uh, run Westdale Asset Management Company as well.
0: I want you to touch on how well, first of all, your journey to winning Mrs. Texas and how that all came about in the first place.
1: So um, I was pregnant with my son. Like I said, I had played soccer at Baylor, so I. I was never really into pageantry or anything like that. I was a complete jock growing up. And so I was pregnant with my son. I was eating a whole entire gallon of mint chocolate chip ice cream. That is my favorite. Um, (laughs) 60 pounds heavier than I am now. (laughs) And I looked at my husband and I said, I need to do a competition. And at that time on TV, some models were walking by in swimsuits. And I said, that's it. That's what I'm going to do. So I went ahead and I entered uh, Mrs. Texas. I actually had my son and daughter back to back. So after I had my daughter, I entered. Um, and five months later, um, after I gave birth to her, uh, I ended up placing second runner up after af- or sorry, I placed second runner up out of 50 women. And then the next two years, I placed second runner up all in the same system as well. Uh, I took two years off and I came back this year, more refined, a little bit better than ever. Uh, and I ended up winning.
0: <laughs> wow. Well, firstly, congratulations. So you. when you first, I'm assuming, started getting into doing this was it something that you found that you quite enjoyed and like became part of like a passion for
1: you Yeah. I mean, it was completely different, you know, in sports it's objective. So if I practice hard and train hard and I do X, Y, and Z, then it's inevitable that you're going to win. And so pageantry is so subjective. So that's what I found intriguing about all of it was I can do X, Y, and Z. I can be the most fit that I can be. I can do well in interview. I can have the most stunning evening gown, but if one judge doesn't like me because I remind them of their third grade teacher that did not like them, (laughs) I will not win. (laughs) (laughs) Would you say
0: that it's something that you want to continue doing or now that you've won the Crown Miss Texas you think you're going to not bother anymore like put it down like you've got you went there and achieved what you came to achieve.
1: Yeah, well, I have to still do it because we do have nationals at Mrs. American Vegas in the middle of November. So I will be competing there. Um, but I think after my reign is over, I think uh, maybe some taking some time. I think my husband would like that, especially that way that I'm not away so much. Um, but take some time away, you know, from my children is really difficult. And so I think just spending more family time from there. And who knows? You can never say never because that's when you end up entering a pageant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Well, I
0: mean, Obviously, where I'm from, the United Kingdom, it's not really a thing. Like we have like, you know, those
1: little beauty pageants
0: for kids and toddlers and stuff. Mm -hmm. But nothing is like glamorous and as big as um, this sort of competition is in the US. So I always Mm -hmm. found it quite intriguing Um, and always wondered, like, what you have to have to win, if that makes sense. Like, is it just random pick of the draw or do you have to keep going and losing and coming back and losing, right?
1: Women have won on their first time, which is absolutely amazing. People have won on their second, third. For me, it was my fourth. Um, I think it just depends on the set of judges of what they're looking for. You know, uh, we all have platforms. We all have different stories. Every single woman out there is amazing in their own right. And so to get on stage and have that confidence and to have that walk out there, especially in a one-piece swimsuit as a wife, as a mother, Mm -hmm. I think is absolutely amazing. But it just depends on what the judges are looking for like I said you can do well in interview you can do well in gown and you can do well in swim and they may pick someone that they wanted like I'm the tall quirky funny girl you know I'm not Mm -hmm. your typical pageant patty as they like to say um so thankfully my judges this year liked that sense of humor which is a good thing
0: (laughs) yeah absolutely I love the fact as well there's an element of promoting like like freedom for women and it's freedom of expression for a woman you know especially Mm -hmm. because you say it's quite versatile so I I know you touched on before in our previous pre-podcast meeting about perfectly imperfect I want you to share the story behind it and what it means to you.
1: Yeah, so I was born with a birth defect in my left arm. My elbow is completely twisted, which also then made my left arm shorter than my right by three inches. And my two middle ligaments are shortened. So Shriners, we didn't have many growing up. So Shriners had done the surgery for me, which takes the financial burden off of your family. And they lengthen my ligaments. So while my wrist is bent down, I can straighten my fingers. But as soon as it comes up and flexes, those two middle fingers go down. So I constantly make the I love you sign, which ironically enough, I was a goalie in soccer. So I had to use my hands quite often, um, but I learned to work with what I had and I never let anything stop me. So that's why I created my initiative born perfectly imperfect. All children created equal. I work a lot with children with birth defects, especially at Scottish Rite and Shriners. And I just like to spread my message that you can do anything that, you know, you set your mind to, and God created you just the way you are. And that's perfectly imperfect.
0: Amazing. Cause I know that a lot of the time, ta- well, you know, in the world that we live in, people can be quite cruel. Oh yes. Very cruel. Have you experienced anyone being cruel because of what you have? Or if you just, cause you kind of just got on with it, you no one really bothered you at all.
1: Um, I mean, I always had people that tease me or stuff or like when I was doing push-ups, you know, and I would always make you know, I would always try and lighten the mood by Mm -hmm. also sitting there saying, oh yeah, my little arm, you know, or, you know, um, let me help with this hand instead. And I kind of like do my fist like this because everyone's like, oh, she does push-ups really weird. Or even just going to the nail salon, getting my nails done, you know, a lot of times you have to relax those fingers and you can't. And so it's just something I have to like, oh, I broke my hand versus just saying I have a birth defect and kind of explaining what that is. Mm -hmm. Um, I was bullied a lot growing up and it necessarily wasn't due to my birth defects, but I was kind of a heavier set child. Also, I'm six foot tall that you can't tell on this video, Um, (laughs) but I am six feet tall. And so at the time growing up, you know, you need a little bit of extra body weight on you. And I unfortunately had just a little bit more than normal. And I like to make a little hamburger belly is what I would do. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also, I don't know why my mother had done this, but, and I'm assuming it's because I wanted it, but I had a chili bowl haircut with the rat's tail. (laughs) And I also had uh, the chubby cheeks, like a little chipmunk. uh and I had really big teeth thankfully I grew into those um so you never should make fun of somebody you never know <laughs> where they're going to end up in life exactly. but I was bullied for different reasons like that and so I think it's amazing that I finally found my niche in a place where I belong that I'm accepted for just the way that I am
0: I do too and just look at that like coming from all of that to so literally winning Miss Texas is mm-hmm. A complete full circle, right? Because yes, me. It's like watching one of those films where, like the the underdog always end up winning the prize. You know, Mm -hmm. so it's kind of cool that it's actually become a reality. Mm -hmm. Um, I understand that you said that you obviously work with a lot of children, Mm -hmm. um, especially children with defects. Have you ever experienced a child that's really? sort of mentally affected by having a defect and they're having a hard time at school or with their peers because of their defect?
1: Yeah, I actually, the reason that I also got into it, I had this little girl named Jessie. When I was still in college after uh, I finished with soccer and I had a little bit more free time because that takes up quite a bit of time. um, I worked at a small children's gym and she came in and I was the only coach that she would allow to work with her. And she had a condition that Forrest Gump has. So she uh, had the braces when she was younger and she still kind of walked you know um, just differently than everybody else and so she came in and her goal was to jump on six inches of a box and so we started out small and from there we worked and we ended up getting her on 12 inches and you know when she first came to me just her demeanor and everything her head was constantly down she had no confidence you know kids were bullying her at school her home life wasn't well Um, But every single hour that I got to work with her those two days a week, I mean, she would just light up a room. She was the sweetest girl, the funniest girl. Uh, And that translated into her just doing her absolute best and her being able to jump on those boxes.
0: Amazing. I think I always think it's amazing how just a change of environment, change of mindset can allow someone to hit goals and manifest things that they never thought they could yeah and just it, it's amazing to me how something like that is so easily done just with a mm-hmm. change and people that care as well you know um, yeah we don't have a lot of that in this world and as I've touched on before mm-hmm. a lot of times in this society especially in the culture I grew up, grew up in when you have a birth defect especially one that's really visible
1: mm-hmm
0: this becomes like the common culture to stare, to sort of yeah. say things behind their back, and you know, mm-hmm. quite mean. Not even wanting to to make an effort to even have a yeah. conversation and get to know the person behind the defect. So, yes. um, obviously, I think it's definitely a positive thing that you're bringing this forward. And again, well, winning Miss Texas and. <laughs> Having a birth defect, I think it just cut, breaks through so many barriers for so many other people as well, mm-hmm. as well as having the foundation uh, perfectly and perfect for the kids as well. So, you definitely are something for them to look up to. What, well, thank you. What is the main message that you would want? Our listeners to take away from this interview.
1: I think just let your light be shown. You know, everyone has their story, everyone has their testimony. I mean, mine's going to be completely different than someone else's. There's women out there that are going through domestic violence or mental illness, and you know, there's always someone who's willing to listen and to not judge. Um, I know a lot of times I even get judged because I have a crown and I have a sash, and people think that because I look a certain way that I am a certain way, and I'm not. I think that. If we just sit there and we listen to people's stories and share, you know, our own testimonies with each other, I think that we'll find light in that and never let anyone dim your own light like you were created just the way that you were created and you need to be celebrated for those things that, you know, you were born with. And so I think that it's amazing that all these people with all these different, um, personalities, especially mine, cause it's a little crazy. Um, but you know, um, the way that they look, you know, the confidence that they need to exude, like know that there's always someone out there for you. And we're always here to listen.
0: Yeah, amazing. I think that's, again, such a positive message. Is being positive something that you are naturally or something that you've learned to become?
1: I think I probably had to learn to become that. You know, everyone has their backgrounds and their stories. And for me, you know, it was probably a little bit more rough than other kids. Um, I grew up in Northern California on the outskirts of Oakland. Um, And so it was a very diverse culture. And I have seen some of the worst things happen to kids and some of the best things happen. And I think um, me just getting out there and earning that full ride soccer scholarship, and not getting in trouble with gangs and you know the bad group and stuff like that. I think that is a statistic in itself. And I'm so grateful that I had the home structure that I did and supportive family. Um, and then now I have a supportive husband and you know my children as well. And so um, I think that's been you know a blessing. Yeah, amazing. So mm-hmm. Ashley,
0: I want you to let our listeners know exactly where they can find you and also where they can learn more about um, your cause Perfectly Imperfect.
1: Okay. Uh, so social media is probably the best. My handle is going to be A B Beard 26 as well as following the Mrs. Texas Presents uh, Instagram page as well. Uh, and those are probably the two best areas.
0: Amazing. Well, it's been such a pleasure having this time speaking with you and learning a lot about you and you as a mom as a wife and of course Mrs. Texas and as well as your foundation so I want to thank you for taking the time out to share all of the information hear a little bit about who you are and what you're about of course thank you so much for having me thank you Thank you for listening in to this week's episode. Feel free to leave a comment, like and share this episode. If you want a chance to be a guest on the show, all you have to do is send me a DM on my Instagram, which is at The Mummy Warriors. See you next week.